Welcome to the Self-Care Society podcast with your hosts, Celia Williamson, Ashley Kucher, Louis Guardiola, and Carrie Shaw, a podcast devoted to those whose job it is to help others get or remain mentally, physically, and emotionally healthy, but who also need to take care of themselves. How we're going to do this? By first showing you the filtered, pretty version of success, and then the real struggles, real work, and raw grit it took to get there, how they took care of themselves and also achieved their goals while doing it. Together, we will work with you to improve and maintain your internal health and growth while helping you achieve your external goals and your next professional achievement in life. And we're excited to show you how to follow your own individual and unique path and achieve the dreams you have while taking good care of yourself. So let's get started. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us this week. Our theme for April is healthy support systems. Recognizing whether or not your support systems are healthy can be difficult. Sometimes it's hard to separate your support system from your system of friends and family. They aren't always going to be the same thing. Sometimes your family and friends can't be your support system. And sometimes the people in your support system can't be classified as family or friends. To understand this, it's important to know what a healthy support system is. It can be complicated, and there's a learning curve to just about everything in life, so recognizing the supports you have and building the supports that you need can be challenging. Today, I'm going to discuss providing healthy social support to someone else and a bit about receiving healthy social support as well. I'll be using the constructs of social support as defined by the University of Pennsylvania. There are four major aspects of social support, emotional, instrumental, informational, and appraisal. To describe these concepts, I'll walk you through an example. The other day, someone in my life who was very important to me reached out for support. This individual was struggling at work and in her personal life with attention deficit hyperactive disorder. She had stressors in her life that were building and building, and as they got bigger, she felt smaller. As I tell you about our conversation, I'll point out the points where I used the various types of support. She started by expressing that she felt like a failure. She had two weeks off of work and barely got anything done. She now has to return to work and feels overwhelmed by all of the things she did not accomplish. The first thing I did was express that I was sorry, and I know how hard it can be to feel overwhelmed in that way. I expressed to her that I love her and believe in her and that I was sorry for the stress she was experiencing. I did my best to empathize and sympathize with her situation. This is emotional support. It is the expressions of empathy, love, trust, and caring that you can provide to others and you can receive. After discussing how the situation made her feel, we started to brainstorm some solutions. I reflected on how when I feel overwhelmed, it helps me to make a list of every single thing that is worrying me and determine which things I can manage today versus what can wait. Ultimately, this is what we decided to do together. We made a list of everything from a quick run to the pharmacy, to cleaning her room, to challenges at work that needed to be addressed, and unpaid parking tickets. After that, we decided which things she could do today without becoming too exhausted since she had to work early the next morning. 
For some of the bigger issues that didn't have a due date, but were very overwhelming, we discussed how it would be so much harder to address those issues with all of these smaller things building up. Instead, we put them off and focused the energy that she did have on the issues that she could manage sooner. This is a form of informational support, which is where you provide advice, suggestions, and information. Now, why don't we start there? Well, think of all the times you turned to someone seeking empathy and instead received information. It can make it feel as if your feelings are not important or are not valid because, hey, look at all these solutions that you didn't come up with on your own. Feelings of anxiety, depression, and stress take time, and they deserve our time to check in and acknowledge them before we move on. I took the time to express emotional support first because I wanted her to know that I was there for her. I recognized and validated her feelings, and then... When she was ready to move on, we did. As we reviewed the list, I took the time to check in with her about how I could help moving forward. This is a step that must be taken carefully, especially for the person offering the support. Do some self-reflection and consider what you really can offer. Can you be there for that person every step of the way? Maybe, or maybe not. Either way is okay. Just be sure to protect yourself as well when offering support. Don't offer more than you're capable of providing. Doing that can result in you becoming overwhelmed and incapable of helping and can result in the other person being left with a promise that, from their point of view, maybe wasn't kept. This could potentially strain a relationship or friendship if it's not navigated thoughtfully. In our case, I offered for her to text me to check in and decided to reach out to her on her next day off to see where she was on the list that we made. I also offered to give her calls in the mornings to help her get to work on time, which she declined, and I respected. But I left that door open. This is instrumental support, which is the tangible aid and service that you can provide. These are the things that you can help to lighten the load on that person. Had we... Had we been physically closer, I may have offered to clean her room for her as a form of tangible aid, or maybe go for a bike ride to get some exercise because that was on our list. But for being in different locations, this offer of wake-up calls and accountability was the best form of tangible aid I could do. Before we went separate ways, we took some time to discuss her strength and resilience. She's been dealing with ADHD for a long time now and still managed to advance in her career in ways that 10 years ago, she might never have seen coming. I expressed how much I believed in her, how I knew her mental health condition did not define her, and how she would not hear judgment if she reached out to me for support. This was an opportunity for appraisal, which is information that we can provide for self-evaluation. I hoped that the result of this would be her recognition of her own strengths and her ability to move forward. Appraisal is important because sometimes we lose sight of our personal strengths. We get overwhelmed by the negative things surrounding us and start to believe that we are not as organized, smart, or capable as we truly are. Sometimes we just need to remind each other that we have skills and talents that we can put to use even when things are hard. Self-evaluation is also important in addressing areas where the individual can improve. 
Maybe they need to be more cautious with their spending. And without taking a moment to recognize that their stressors are largely financial, they wouldn't have realized that deficit. Ultimately, self-evaluation is where we can recognize the skills we might be lacking and then work to address them. If we never recognize them, we never learn, grow, or improve internally. Now, when I was offering her these types of support, was I going through a list in my head? Checking off emotional, uh uh-huh. Instrumental, yep, covered that. Now, what about informational? Could have used a little more. No, I wasn't. But that's because I've spent years working on how I provide support to others. And this person was someone I'm already close to and know very well. So if you need to think of each thing, then maybe that's what will work for you until it becomes second nature. The moral of the story is recognize and validate emotions and then build on the dialogue that develops from there. Sometimes people don't want advice just yet. Sometimes you can't offer tangible support. And sometimes you're not the right person at that moment to provide support, whether it be because you're not able to or they are not able to accept. Being a part of someone else's healthy support system may also require reflection on your part. Another thing I'd like to cover a bit is accepting the support that is offered to you and encouraging others to accept the support that you offer them. Make sure they know it is not a burden on you for them to accept your help. That's why we did all that self-reflection. So we would know that the support we offer is genuine, reasonable, and realistic. If you offer support and they accept, then remember your responsibility in either upholding the support you offer or communicating if or when you are no longer able to keep up with it. Things change. Life throws us curveballs. Throw in whatever sports metaphor you want here. The point is we can't predict the outcome of every situation. We can just do our best with the information we have. It's not always easy to accept support from others not only because we occasionally feel like a burden, but also because it can be hard to recognize all of the resources that are available to you. Sometimes it can only be described as a privilege, having family or friends who are willing and able to help financially, emotionally, or professionally is a privilege. Take advantage of those resources when they're offered and when you need them especially because oftentimes the people who love you and are willing to support you would rather take on the work of providing support than watching you go through a challenging time alone. Yes, it is work, but it is not a burden. You are not a burden. You are a person who is loved and cared for and respected. And when you are able to turn it around and offer support in return, then you can do that. But there is no obligation when it comes to a healthy support system. Thank you so much for listening today. And I hope you guys enjoy the springtime that we're starting to see. Take care. That concludes this week's episode. And remember, it's not selfish, it's self-care.